What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Save Continue podcast. My name is Tommy Shelby. With me, as always, Mr. Ryan Robinson. Hello. Nice to be here. My name is Ryan Robinson. Shanae <laughs> <laughs> uh, absent. Yeah. Not sure why, but, you know, she's okay. Yeah. She'll be back someday. Yeah. she's She's got... Ryan... What's up? What have you been playing? That's what Sinead does. What have you been playing, Ryan? Uh, that's an excellent question. Hold on. <laughs> that's a <good> comically <laughs> big bottle. It's not that big. <laughs> it's not. Uh, so, uh, lots of Monster Hunter Rise going on. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, I'm really, I'm loving it, dude. It's like just a fantastic game. I really, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, nice. I've been, I finally actually got around to doing hunts with my friends cause I've been playing up until like this last, this past weekend, I've been playing solo for the most part. Yeah. And it's just, but it's just, it's so much fun with people. And like, I think that's always been like the focus of monster hunter ever since its inception sure. is teaming up with your friends, but, um, they've expanded. They, every time they seem to expand the experience out a little bit more. Um, so I've unlocked this thing. And the game called Switch Attacks, um, which is from get it Nintendo Switch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they are these moves that you can um, that you can add. Like you can, so you have existing moves in your move set, and the Switch mm. Attacks allow you to switch them out for for other new attacks that change the behavior of the weapon and tailor the weapon more to your playstyle. So okay. I've, been, I've been doing a lot of experimentation with that and. Um, I'm finding more enjoyment out of weapons I kind of shied away from before, so yeah, um, that's that's been a that's been a blast. Um, but uh, I've do also... you find yourself changing weapons a lot in Monster Hunter games? Yeah, so that's that's the thing, right? Is that I mean, I, like types, you know? Yeah, so I think like yeah. a lot of people have they consider themselves a great sword main or an insect glaive right. main, and right. I'm kind of like whatever. Whenever the mood strikes me, I'm just gonna change my weapon. Sure. Uh, but the thing about that is that I want to start using a different weapon, so I'm grinding for parts to make that other weapon so I can start using it and making it valuable right, at right, the stage right. that I'm at. Um, well, that said, I think that Rise has done the best job of making every weapon feel accessible and fun in its own way. Whereas yeah. like with previous games, like I would never touch the long sword, and I very rarely touch you know the uh, the dual blades. But like they all feel like they all feel so much better now and I feel like yeah. it can be viable with any of the weapons. So that's been, it's been really fun, like experimenting with different weapons. And, um, I just, I just saw credits in the game today. Oh dang. Uh, but like, I'm remembering now that previously when you would see credits, that meant now it's time for high rank mode. Right, right, right. So right, right. now I've just started high rank mode and everything. And, uh, I haven't actually done a high rank hunt yet, but, I'm uh, gearing up for it. Um, nice. Also, still working on Persona Five Royal. I've been it's I've been playing less Royal lately because of Monster. Because of the Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. But I'm really, really, really. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty late in the game at this point. Uh, yeah. In and, Royal. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm. Uh, the story is so. There's a there's a point in the story where uh, right before it goes into the next cutscene. The a warning comes up and say, like, "Hey, the story's about to start going really fast from here on out, so you should right. probably save right now." Right. And right, right. 
And so, like, like right after that moment, like, I saved, uh, I saved, like, four times just to make sure I had done it. And then uh, after that, like, like four twists come out of nowhere. And, uh, and so, um, but, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to seeing, like, how that game wraps up. And uh, I always appreciate when games give you that warning. Yeah. You know, you don't see it often. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Like when I got to that point, it was like three in the morning yeah. and I was like, I need to find a stopping point like in this game so I can sure. go to bed. And that was like an excellent stopping point. But um, yeah, so I'm working on that. And then, uh, as I mentioned in our group text uh, the other day, the new update for No Man's Sky just dropped a few days ago. Okay. Um, so it's a new ex- it's a new update called uh, Expeditions. And what Expeditions is, is basically a seasonal mode for No Man's Sky. Weird, but cool. So um, each expedition has five phases, and each in each of these five phases, they have different milestones for you to complete. Uh, and for every <clears throat> milestone you complete, you get a bunch of rewards, which can also, which can also be applied across all of your saves. Um, so, for example... Um, one of the milestones in phase one is um, take off in your ship. The next and another one is leave the solar system that you're in. And then with each phase, the objectives get harder and harder and harder. Yeah. Um, but like, at, again, with each milestone, uh, they give you different rewards to make the rest of the expedition easier in some way. Um, and so I'm currently on a point at which one of the milestones is plant and harvest 35 plants uh, on your base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I'm the thing about those plants is that they grow in real time. Uh, so I'm the idiot who chose the plant that takes 24 hours to grow. And uh, my wife chose a plant that took one hour to grow. And she's been now she's basically done with that objective, I think. But I assume the plant that takes forever to grow, there's some benefit to that. No, Uh so I've not I've never really got really to because like basically these plants are also used as ingredients in other crafting recipes and mm-hmm. I guess the benefit is relative to what end you're trying to accomplish. Sure, sure. Um, and also there's you know the 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 economy of the game and I guess some plant uh, harvest can be worth more money. <clears throat> um, that makes sense. But uh, yeah, it's it's it's. It's really cool because I think that, like, there aren't a lot of games that I feel compelled to come back to after I've already earned the Platinum. Yeah. But Hello Games keeps finding ways to bring me back into this game. Yeah. And I think that the introduction of a seasonal mode, which is what is effectively a seasonal mode, is, like, a great way to, like, to foster long-term investment in people who have already, you know reach that milestone in the game um and they've been talking about like how different like expeditions are going to have different themes moving forward like this one was meant to kind of um have people like kind of it's kind of take no man's sky back to like the exploration aspect of of the game and bring people back to interacting with that um but yeah it's it's been a lot of fun it's really fun like it's really fun you know um like doing all these objectives and like each phase ends with you going to a rendezvous point and the rendezvous point is the same for everybody. Right. And so you, you, uh, when you start the new save, 
like it's basically like someone someone online described it as like the amazing race in No Man's Sky because you start the save and then you go to you find your ship and like they just they give you a ship but like everybody has a ship and like there's like all these ships grouped together and like you have to find which one has your name on it and oh, then oh yeah 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 and then uh, and then you just take off and, and you just go um, that's funny and then um then you get to these rendezvous points and like there's all these people who like have there's all these people who have traveled to the rendezvous point and like it's fun seeing like people like congregate at these places and like leave their mark like some people like leave messages and things like sure, that some people sure. are like they're shooting off fireworks and shit so it's a, it's really neat um, it's interesting to see them support the game so much like cuz that game came out what Three, four years ago at this point? Almost, it's actually almost five years ago. It's about four, yeah. like four and a half years ago that game came out. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, and I was asking, I was asking Kaylee, like, do you think that they make a No Man's Sky 2 or they just build onto No Man's Sky forever and, like, make another, like, a different game separately after that? Yeah. And, and I, I have to agree with her. I think that they just, they just keep building onto No Man's Sky and then sure. whatever game, like their next game is something not No Man's Sky. And I, they have, like Sean Murray has said that they are working on a game that is of the scale of No Man's Sky. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested to see what that turns out to be. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, for the most part, that's what I've been playing. And I'm, man, I, you, like you reminded me that Abe is coming out tomorrow. Oh, I forgot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Like, like Soulstorm's coming out tomorrow. So I'm like way excited about that. Like that was the game that had me hyped uh, during yeah. during those those PS5 reveals. That was a game right, that got me right, really right, hyped. Right. So I'm More really, landing. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, what about you? What have you been playing? Uh, so I've been playing a couple of games. So I didn't really mention this on the show, but a few weeks back, I finally got myself a new computer. I haven't had a working computer that can actually play games like good you know, high-end game. Yeah. In a little over a year now. Right. Um, and it's cool because now I can play all my games, but also it's kind of making me neglect my PlayStation 5. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, right? There's games coming out at the end of this month that I can't play on PC. Right. So I'm excited to play those on PlayStation 5. Right. 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 Uh, so currently... Personally, for me, with more fast-paced shooters, I prefer keyboard and mouse. Sure. Uh, and now that I've got this setup back, I've been playing like a bunch of boomer shooters. <laughs> and uh, yeah, boomer shooters is a term. I didn't like make that up. <laughs> uh, but you know, but I mean, old stuff that could run on a fucking potato. Yeah. Right. Like yeah, sure. You got your quick ones going. Yeah, Quake and Blood and, yeah. you know, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, then I got, like, with this computer, I guess with the graphics card, technically, I got a free copy of Outriders. Yeah. Uh, so I played maybe an hour of that. What do you think I'm of that? I'm not sure. I mean, I think it's really neat. The, that that kind of game has never really been my sort of thing, right? Right, right. Uh, but I'm liking it, so I might stick with it. Like... It's like the rest. It's like a Borderlands or a Division or, you know, whatever. It's one of those. It's a looter shooter. Sure. Uh, what I like about it, it's, you know, the team that made it, it's people can fly. So these are the guys behind, like, uh, Painkiller, Bulletstorm, yeah. and all that, right? Yeah. So it's kind of cheesy and ridiculous, which I always think is fun. Yeah. Um, It's probably the best looking game they've ever made. Sure. You know? I like the environments a lot. 
it's like so the whole story is like people left Earth because Earth was all fucked and they had to find a new planet, right? Right. So they're settling on this new planet and shit goes wrong and you're put into cryo and you wake up several years later. Sure. I think it might be like 20 years later and there's a war on the new planet now. <laughs> you know? Uh, but like, it's neat. You've, it's got classes and the classes are interesting and fun. Like how many uh, How many classes are there? I think right now just three. Okay. Um, you know, the gunplay feels good, uh, along with people can fly. I know there is some of the old gears team right in this, and you can definitely feel that with the cover system and all that. Right. Um, but like, I think my favorite part is the environments. Okay. Because like, we've got plenty of space games where you're playing on a different planet, right? Right. And it's always like. Maybe some interesting bio, maybe like trees are purple yeah. on this planet or <laughs> yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. But this is like one of the few games I could think of where it's like, okay, yeah, shit looks different, but also like liquids will randomly float up into the air and like weird shit like that's going on, right? Sure. And there's these weird energy storms and like it yeah. actually feels different, you know? Right. Uh, so it's pretty cool. I don't know how much of it I'll play. I've got some friends who are down to play it, so maybe I'll see about that. Uh, I picked up a game uh, on your recommendation, which, like, pretty much every time you recommend a game to me. Yeah, pretty much every time I'll pick it up Yeah, and check it out at the very least. And, you know, sometimes I get Samurai Showdown 4. God damn it. Dude, right? all, I, all I said, <laughs> all I said... <laughs> Was that there's a naked lady in this trailer. <laughs> That's all I said. But sometimes I get Sam Show 4. It's quite bad. Yeah, that's a bad game. Sometimes I get Proteus, which fucking rocks. Hell yeah, dude. That game fucking rips, dude. Uh, I've about six hours in right now. Which is to say, I think I've played the first five levels. Yeah. Some of them multiple times because I want to go through without any deaths and all sure. that and finding more secrets and crap. Yeah. Uh, I played one of the challenge maps. I think it's the shotgun challenge map. Have you done those yet? Mm -mm. Super fun. Uh, you're like racing the clock, but you have to shoot these targets so that platforms will appear and shit. And like, yeah, that's really uh, cool. I've, I've played a bunch of user created maps yeah uh which is super fun doesn't that it's game great game doesn't that game just already feel like complete and polished already and like i can't i can't imagine it does. i can't imagine like what like like the fact that like they looked at this game and they're like no there's we got we have more work to do the fact that they looked at that game and still have yeah. ways to improve on it is like really impressive well considering like when you bring up that weird weapon menu there's a bunch of empty slots yeah you know so there's definitely several more guns coming. Yeah. They say there, there's more enemies coming. What it really needs is more levels. I haven't finished all the levels yet, but I will very shortly. I'm sure. pretty sure if you just played the levels and none of the additional stuff, yeah. you'd probably get through it in a couple hours. Right. You know? Right. Uh, but the levels are really well crafted. I like the game a lot. Yeah. yeah there are some interesting choices, and they're taking feedback right now. Yeah. Uh, but like... Most games of this genre don't have a whole lot of reloading, and you have to reload everything manually. Sure. It doesn't bother me. Right. But, you know, it's just one of those things that people have talked about. Yeah. I wish they could be some, like, some sort of bunny hop system, like Painkiller has. Uh, 
But you also already move faster than you do in Painkiller. Right. So maybe you don't need that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, you were talking about, like, playing these older shooters like that. And, like, honestly, where shooters are concerned, like, this is, like, like Proteus is, like, my fucking vibe right now, right? Like, when it comes, oh, yeah. when, like, when, when it comes to shooters, like, because, like, like, I play that and, uh, like, I'm still gonna call it Ion Maiden, and you know Iron Maiden can sue me if they want, I guess. But like, <laughs> like, like playing games like that, like I was like, dude, this feels like just this, this is this is literally Duke Nukem 3D, and I'm fucking here for it. Yeah, uh, but it's a different thing, right? Like, it's despite how they try to make it look. So the game is made with polygons, right, 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 and there is a pixelated filter on top of those polygons which you can remove if you want to yeah it gives you all sorts of visual options which is pretty cool yeah uh but like you know it's not like a 3d realms game yeah um it plays like quake but what's interesting is that like you know probably my biggest complaint is like did you have to copy all the doom enemies sure because you have a zombie, right. you have a shotgunner zombie, yeah. you have a pinky, you've nope. got a caco demon, yep. you've got a hellspawn, you've got... The, like the classics. You know, These are the classics, right. Tom. You've got the fucking spider, <laughs> you've got like all of them. Yeah. You know? There yeah. is the, the imp, there is an equivalent to sure. all of the doom enemies just yeah. about. Uh, and like, I'm hoping, they're saying new enemies, so I'm hoping yeah. the new enemies are a bit more varied than that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that game fucking rocks. Yeah, and uh, like it's, it's really good. Like in a in like especially like now, like I think that a lot of the time, like especially in like the AAA space, like the thing with shooters is like you really have to like push the hardware and like show what you can do with this yeah. with this game. But there's really something to be said about these about these like these shooters that are modeled after the ones from like the early nineties, like from when we were kids, like there's something, there's absolutely something to these games. There's a reason why these games are still fun to play now. Yeah. But you know, it's such an interesting, interesting thing because like after 2016, after doom 2016, these games really started popping out a bunch. Right. Yeah. yeah. And like you look at Proteus and like, it doesn't look like a modern day game, but it doesn't look like an old game. Right. You know? Right. I like it. It's got a very unique style. And not a lazy style at all, yeah. right? You look at a game like Dusk, which I fucking love, and that's a very low-poly style right? that really kind of looks inferior to even some games like Quake or Unreal. Right. You know? Like, does it, like, Say, like in a, like, in a, in a, we tried too hard kind of way? Uh, maybe. Hard to say. Yeah. Then you get games like Herat, which, like, while it's a good game, looks like, oh my god. I, I hate to say lazy, yeah, because I'm sure it was a lot of work. Yeah, but making video games is fucking hard. <laughs> but like you know, sometimes it looks it looks classic to look classic, and there's still work and and creativity put into that those models, right, and those levels. And sometimes it's like we just did this because it was easier, right? You know, and Proteus is not that. Yeah, uh, and you can tell yeah. because like this like. It's easy to it's kind of it's really easy especially when it comes to games that are still in early access. You kind of like you kind of get the the vibe as to whether or not like is this like is there something that they're like that they're actually passionate about? Is it something that they're mm. like really actively working on and trying to make better? And yeah. when I because Proteus I think entered early access like a while ago. Um not too long ago, but like 
like uh it wasn't that recent um but like i immediately like when i load that game up i immediately got the impression like these guys put some work into this game yeah uh, the level design's great yeah yeah the user levels man are so fun yeah uh of course people are making like e1 m1 and all that you sure, know sure um but it's fun to do and when you've got pretty much all the doom enemies you can do it yeah <laughs> so like are we because I, I haven't touched the that stuff at all um yeah are we looking at is like is it like a kind of a snap map sort of situation with that no 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 you and me we're not going to be making levels for proteus <laughs> no <laughs> no it's too hard man yeah. it's too complicated complicated yeah you open it up and it looks like you opened up like unity or something like that oh. which i'm sure like some some fucking dev will comment that unity is for babies <laughs> to me that shit looks like the matrix I <laughs> you know uh, but uh man it's just so good it's so good yeah yeah and uh yeah, it's it's like since I played that, I have not played anything else. I've just been playing that. You sure, know? sure. Like, you, um, like and you... like you know, we bought, we both like Doom twenty sixteen. Yeah, that game rocks, dude. Uh, you know, Eternal. West, and I bought I bought both of us Eternal day one. Yeah, and we both kind of dropped off of it pretty fast. Yeah, well, like cause you know, I, I think that like this this is for me. Man. Yeah, yeah. I don't need the glory kills. I don't yeah. need all that crap. I don't need to chainsaw enemies for ammo sure this this is it you so know? so i think that so i think that the reason why doom 2016 was something that we both really liked and uh, eternal was something that we were less enthusiastic about <clears throat> is i think that like so doom 2016 like the whole there's a whole vibe about that game that mm -hmm. the that the Doomslayer exists inside of and is seemingly unaware of, right? Like he's, mm -hmm. he's like he's this dude, and like there's just vibe about him, right? But like in in Eternal, like he's like now he's kind of he's in on it now, yeah. And then it just it seems like too much, and then there's like there's and then there's all this there's too much exposition with him and like these cutscenes and all this. Stuff. And that didn't even bother me. I don't know why I couldn't get into it. I probably will go back to it at some point. But like, I think from uh, a gameplay perspective, like there's a for me personally, from a gameplay perspective, I think there's a little bit too much going on. Yeah. Like, uh, really, I think for me, it's that like before Doom 2016, I'm not gonna say completely, but we were kind of starved for that sort of shooter. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, there's plenty of shooters, but that kind of shooter, fast paced, running around crazy fucking shooter yeah we were kind of starved for yeah after 2016 i mean we got a medieval we got dusk we got all of these games right that were chasing that yeah you know and then eternal comes out and it doesn't really stand out in the same way at that point right um and i have to wonder like what like what if eternal like if doom 2016 never happened right mm -hmm. and like and in, in its place we got doom eternal yeah, like if we would have felt if we would have felt the way that way about Doom Eternal, uh, as we did. I don't know. It's hard to say. But like you know, like I said, I don't think Doom Eternal is a bad game by any means. Sure. Uh, I'm sure I'll go back to it. It's just know? less interesting to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I was, I was thinking about what you were saying about how, um, like the games that you, like you have your you have a gaming computer back, and it's caused you to play less PS5. And, right. but that, I mean, that makes sense, right? Like there's kind of, there's a, there's a dearth of PS5 games right now. 
and yeah. there, there's a there's there are decades of PC games that you could be playing, sure. uh, and like you and you have like and along with like your existing library, which is which is a few hundred games deep. So, you know that you know that that's like really no surprise. Um, yeah, you know, and I think about like, you know, I think about like what, um, what the the way COVID has kind of has like really 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 like affected like the like development cycle of like a lot of games and has yeah. pushed like a lot of games to like the end of this year, even outside of this year. Um, and, and like in a situation where again, like we're not getting, we're not getting like, like a whole lot of PS five games, right? Like we're getting some, uh, we're getting less PS five games at this point than we had PS four games back in 2013. Um, yeah, probably. I don't know. It's hard to say because we did. It was kind of the same, right? We were getting a lot of last gen ports. Sure, that's true. That's also true. You know, um, if you think about like like GTA Five, a lot of people forget that was 360. That was PS3. Sure. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, we were getting a lot of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's but... cr- and it's also crazy to think about that. That it's crazy to think about how GTA Five is of that generation. Mm-hmm. And like that game, is, and they're gonna put it on PS5. Yeah, that game yeah. is almost ten years old at this point. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you know, but like at the same time, I think that the pipeline was like a lot more open uh, eight years ago because we weren't in the middle of like a global pandemic, and oh, you know, sure. developers could like work on their games. Um, and so it'll it like I'm 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 really excited to see like what games we get eventually when we do get them. Yeah. Um, but uh, I mean, for me right now, it's Returnal is sure. next on the horizon. Yeah, you know, I'm very excited about month. that. Yeah, uh, around the same time is uh, the near replicant remake, which right. I'm psyched for. Right, that's a PS4 game, but I'll be playing it on PS5. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, but that stuff will keep me busy for a while. Yeah. Um, later in the year, you know, we've got Back for Blood coming out, which I'm psyched for. You're going to play on PlayStation 4, so I'm sure that's where I'll play, but I'll probably end up playing it on PC as well. Yeah. Uh, unless the game allows for mouse and keyboard, which some shooters are doing now. It seems to be more common, you know? right? Like even, it's getting there. Like, it's even, getting there. like even competitive shooters on like on console are allowing for it, you know? And so... Which I don't think is smart unless they split the lobbies, which you know? They, which they have not been. <laughs> yeah. Like like Apex allows for mouse and keyboard and like yeah you know but because uh, it is an advantage you yeah. know it like it definitely is um and like and I don't but you know they're not splitting the lobbies and you know like you're gonna get lit up <laughs> like right. playing but Apex. for a game like Back for Blood it doesn't really matter yeah it doesn't know? it doesn't um and I was a little bummed when when like when Turtle Rock said hey we're gonna have to delay the game because we want to you know you know this yeah. but like. You know, I was a little bummed because I was like, I was like, man, summer's almost here. That game's almost here. I'm excited, but you know, it, well, we got you know, so Arcane coming out with Deathloop and like, there's yeah. some stuff. Yeah, and know? and also like, I'm excited because uh, um, Zombie Army Four is one of the free games, so like, I can I can I can rope more people into that game. Yeah, you're gonna have more friends playing it. Yeah, yeah. What sucks is like the free games this month. I'm like, I've already got those. Yeah, you know, except for Soulstorm. Sure. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's and that's another one too, right? Because like I, um, I like I haven't touched like I haven't I haven't played uh, new and tasty since since it came out, mm-hmm. and um, like you know Kayla was playing it like not too long ago, and it was fun to like 
watch her play that game like fun to like see that game again um but i like man like am i i'm like i'm like but that again that's like that's not that's just that's reskinned Abe's odyssey right right um but like to have like a new game with abe in it like it's 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 exciting and like and especially like when like there were many times where i was like when i was like is that studio just like dead or like what are they like you know but you know but i kept i kept receiving like I kept having, you know, getting evidence that they weren't, but like yeah. they weren't putting anything out. Um, I'm most interested to see how it plays because it looks like it plays like Abe's Odyssey and yeah. Abe's Exodus. Yeah. Uh, and if that's the case, you know, which I'm fine with that. I like those games. I just wonder, like, I think there's going to be a lot of people that think that they're going to like it. Sure. That are not going to like it. Yeah. You know? Well, what do you what do you what, uh, what kind of game do you think do you think th- those people are expecting? Like, just I think those people it. are thinking that it's a two D platformer. Sure, and it very much is not. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yes, there is there is two D platforming. It, it, it is a it is, but, it is a puzzle game dressed like a platformer. Right. So right, um, which you know it's. You know, that's that's one of the things that I didn't know when I bought it when I was 12 years old. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, but, uh, you know, but yeah, it's, 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 you know, it's, I don't know. There's something about like on one hand, right? Like I absolutely want more games to play on this $500 machine sitting under my TV. Sure. But um, there's also something, there's also I don't know. I, I, it's hard to quantify, but like, it's there's also something to like the anticipation of things to come. Like, I'm for sure. Like, I'm sitting for there. Sure. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, I go in the store and like, I'm looking at these trailers for these for these games that are coming out. And there's something like I, I'm. There's something about like getting excited for these for these games that are, you know, some of them are a ways off, but looking yeah. forward to. Like playing them and like looking forward to like reading up on them like as we get closer to release, um, but at the same time like I am also enjoying the faster load times on my PS4 games and like yeah that's what I was about to say is like the improvements uh, to PS4 games when they actually are trying intentionally to improve them yeah uh, unlocked frame rates and things like that yeah. like that's awesome to me yeah. Because I still have a base PS4. I yeah. never got the Pro, yeah. you know? Uh, so playing games like Sekiro and playing games like Ghost of Tsushima yeah. uh, at a better, with better performance than PS4 Pro had yeah, uh, is quite nice. Yeah. And then I just saw that they updated uh, Ratchet & Clank, which is a game I liked a lot, you know? So yeah. I might go back to that. Yeah. Um, but, like, even even stuff, like, as far as, like... I used to be so okay. So I used to be I like, believe they're I believe they're finally updating Bloodborne. I'm pretty sure I heard that. That would be cool. Um, uh, like maybe they're unlocking the frame rate there. Yeah, that would be excellent. Um, yeah, but like even things like as far as like downloading updates and shit, right? Like, like there were times yeah. where where I would be like, my friends would say. Ryan, we're getting ready to play some Apex. Like, hop on, and I'll be like, I'll be right there. And then like, oops, there's an update. Like, yeah. I'll be there in 30 minutes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> whereas like now, like when an update happens, you know, it's just like it's two seconds. Right. Right. And it's like it's like the little quality of life improvements like that. Um, the store running, running better. Oh, yeah. Like I could actually trophies loading faster. Yeah, I could actually yeah. I could actually watch a trailer in a reasonable amount of time now. Um, right. And like just things like that and like that make it that still that like, yes, I want some PS5 games to play on this PS5, but. 
it's like these little things do add up and they do make a better all better overall experience. Um, yeah. I remember I text I, I texted a friend of mine and uh, and like maybe it was you. I think it was you. Like I was I texted like I was like because I, I load up Persona 5 on it and I was like, man, this thing this thing moves weird now. And I was like, oh, this is what games faster than 30 frames per second look like. And right, so, right, right. like, it's things like that that, like, that are really cool. But, you know, I... I mean, for certain games, I think it helps a lot. Like, for a game like Sekiro, I think it helps a lot. For, for sure. Devil May Cry 5, yeah. to have your frame rate over 100, yeah. you know, uh, where, as when I was originally playing that game, I was playing it at 30, which is not ideal for that kind of game. You yeah, know? yeah. Uh, even for something like control to actually move. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh nice. Like let know? me let me tell you about about my experience with control. Like okay, so I went from I think like right before uh, I got a PS5, like maybe a few weeks before, I loaded up Control on my PS4 Pro. Yeah, and I was just like, this is fine. Like there are yeah. there are there are things there are things that like. Are uh, they're uh, they they're giving me pause a bit? Specific Textures loading, yeah. Or yeah. or specifically when I unpause the game, it's it 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 right. It's a little it's 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 trying. Yeah, and I played through that entire game on a base PS4. Yeah, you know. And then you know I I played you know I when I'm playing it now on a PS5, I'm like holy shit, night and day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And that's not, and like and and I feel like there are times when. I have said that, like, in in reference to, like, the difference between 1080p and 4K, I have a hard time telling the difference. But at the same mm-hmm. time, there are there had been so few instances when I had the opportunity to see those things side by side. Right. And, like, seeing the difference between 30 frames per second and an unlocked frame rate is, like, it's, it's like, going, like, going from, like, going from 60... To thirty is like it's a very jarring experience. Well, see, and that's always been more important to me, yeah, uh, than resolution. You know, if I can get a game to feel better to play, yeah, you know, that's most of the time more important to me. Depending on the game, right? Right. If we're playing something like Until Dawn, sure, let's make that look as pretty as it can look because I don't really need to worry about how it runs. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, most games, right? Especially, especially these faster paced games. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think that honestly, you know, I'm when I, when it comes to like, when it comes to thinking about how I like something to like really get me enjoying my experience with this thing. Like the first, the first game that I've heard of post Soulstorm that like really got me excited was you know when I when like when I first saw Returnal, I was like, dude, this game looks like a fucking this game looks like a mind fuck, yeah. and I'm like totally into it. And that's yeah. like this is also like, you know, I've always like I've always had had trouble bringing out like where House Mark was going with like <laughs> with like the with their approach to video games. Because, they had trouble figuring yeah. it out. So I was always just know? like, what are they? What are you guys? Doing. arcade is dead we're gonna do an mmo oh yeah. here's returnal yeah you know? yeah yeah um and which apparently this is built off of the scraps of that mmo yeah you know but uh, uh, well and for what it's worth i don't 
I'm not sure that I would have enjoyed a Housemark MMO anyway. Right, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but all, all I mean to say is like they didn't know what they were doing. Either, yeah, you know. Yeah, and I, and, you know, and I think that like maybe this is like if this game hits, maybe they've maybe they found like something like a new like approach moving forward. I don't know. I think considering when this game is coming out, it's going to do better for them than their last several games combined. Yeah. Uh, whether it's good or not. Yeah. Because you know. this is absolutely not a next machina, you know. This is right. This is this is not you know. This is this is not you know any. This is not that style of game. Um, but like next machina was a great game. Yeah. Not a lot of people were interested in it. Yeah. Matterfall, I didn't even pick up. Yeah. It's their only game that I have not played, but I didn't pick it up. You yeah. know. Uh, this because it is a higher budget game, especially for that studio. It, I mean, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, these. I think this and is. And it's the, on a new console without with that doesn't have a whole lot of games. Yeah, I think it's going to sell well. Well, this is like, well. That's what like you know that's what I was thinking, right? Like this is this is like based like everything that all of my opinions on 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 Returnal are based on the trailers that I watched. But right, uh, like this looks like this is this looks like production values that I have never seen with mm. out of Housemark and right. Um, and so like that, what that tells me is just like, okay, well there, it, it seems like this game was a pretty hefty investment. Uh, yeah. so it's a, it's a, like, I like Housemark a lot. Like I really enjoy it. Like as a, like, that's a developer whose games, like I have always enjoyed. So I, I, I really, really hope this pays off for them. Yeah. Um, and you know, even they've come out and said that like, uh, this is the first time they're focusing on a narrative. Yeah. Like actually trying to build an interesting narrative. Yeah. Not that none of their games have had yeah. narrative. Yeah. But, you know, I think they actually have a writer for this game. I don't know that they ever have before, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, well, because, like, you, you, if, you play, if you play Dead Nation, yeah. like, you, you could look at it like, a writer yeah. didn't write this. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell, tell me the story of fucking Stardust, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, it's cool to see, like, it's cool to see uh, developers branching out like that in a way yeah. that, like, you haven't seen. And I hope that, I hope that more developers do that. Because um, I think we talked before about, uh, like, I think, like, maybe, like, around the beginning of the last generation, we were talking about, like, it's great that people are making these boxes that can make the games look better and make the, make the tires rounder and the streets wetter. Yeah. But, yeah. like, doing something interesting with the technology that they've got, like, that's what I'm looking for, right? And yeah. Um, like I've played, like, honestly, I've played a million roguelikes, right? But there's, I think that with roguelikes, I think that there's always a way to make that interesting somehow, right? I think that there's sure. always a way to do something new with it, right? Like, for example, like Hades was the first time I played one where like the, like the death loop of that game was like written to that narrative, right? right. Like right, that's right, like right. the first time like they, they engage with it and that's, 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 that in and of itself, to me, is like a novel concept. And it seems to be in Returnal as well. Yeah. Uh, which is pretty cool. But no, you're absolutely right. It's, it's you know, what's fun to play, right? <laughs> like, what is interesting to play? I got this computer. The first thing I played was Wolfenstein, or Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Like, you know? Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I loaded up, which, yeah. like, you could run on probably just about anything. Yeah. Uh, but that was more interesting to me than playing whatever you know well i mean far cry 5 or whatever <laughs> yeah well i mean like it's at the point now right like especially now that games now that games are digital now 
you know, like yeah. now that you can go to now that you can literally go to the video game store whenever you want. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's the, the the thing of it is, is just like there are so many fucking games. Right. And there are yeah. st- like even like even if we just pare it down to just the triple A space. Right. There are still so many games out there. And like it's hard to like it's hard to find one that like unless you like really dig deep into one of these games, it's like hard to find one that like stands out to you and like that really jumps out to you and so it, like says something like like that shows you that it's doing something interesting. So well, what sucks is like I, I feel like everything that I see that I'm like, man, that looks great, just like ends up in development hell. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. when's the last time we heard about Beyond Good and Evil 2? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, stuff like that, you know? Like, did did we ever... I don't remember. I don't remember. Did we actually see gameplay for that? No. Well, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, there was. Because uh, I... Like, when did, we, when did we first see the reveal trailer for that game? It's been a few years now. They did the reveal, and then they did that whole thing with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. who knows? Yeah. But... Yeah, and, like... I don't know. I think that like you, we. I don't know. I get excited about there. There are times when I like get really excited about a game, and then you just don't hear anything about it for a while, and then I just like, yeah. and then my my enthusiasm for it just kind of just evaporates, right? Like yeah. like for, such is the case with like Dead Island Two, right? Oh and, yeah. And like like we heard about that game like back in 2014, and, and now Dying Light Two. Yeah, I'm. I meant Dying Light too. I'm sorry, um, but like then they then like then they were just like no. But I mean Dead Island too as well. Yeah, well that <laughs> that game is that game is not coming out. But like yeah, you know with Dying Light too though, right? Like they 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 were like uh, like they they announced Dying Light two. They showed yeah. off some stuff like a little bit after they announced that, and then nothing. And then right. and then there's all this. They there's like hey, here's another pack for Dying Light one. It was like this is cool. Dying Light's a great game, but you're posting this. With the number two as your profile picture, and you're not yeah. telling me anything about Dying Light Two, and then they're like, "Hey, by the way, guys, sorry, we uh, we announced that game. <laughs> we announced that game too early. Sorry about that." It was like, well, well, I, I do think like that is part. Of, going back, I do think that is another part of the reason why we were so hyped for Doom 2016. Yeah, because it was just like announcement, and then there it is. You yeah, know? yeah, and like I mean. I say what you will about Bethesda, and believe me, I will say what I will about Bethesda. Oh, yeah. But, like, that was a great approach, right? Like, because, yeah. like, because six months is, is like, that, like, I could wait for a game for six months. No problem. Yeah. Like, I could stay excited about a game for six months. No problem. But it's hard to say, like, it's hard to hear about a game, and then five years later, it still, it still doesn't exist. You know, yeah. it's it's hard to maintain any level of excitement for it. Now, I'm not saying that when Dying Light Two comes out, I'm not gonna buy it because I absolutely will. But at the same time, it's just like I'm. It's not at the forefront of my mind anymore, and I have yeah. and I have like I have other shit going on. So I've got a, uh, I've somewhere on maybe on one of my old phones, I've got a screenshot of when I was still on Facebook. Uh, I think my daughter was in like kindergarten or first grade. Yeah. And it's a screenshot of me having a conversation on Facebook with Inti Creates in regards to the announced PlayStation Vita version of Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we all know how Mighty Number no. 9 turned out sure. after that long fucking wait. And I don't yeah. think it ever actually came to Vita. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, well, that was the, I think that was the whole thing, right? That like there are all these there were backers who were like who were like you know they had opted in for the Vita version, and then they yeah. were like, hey, by the way, you're not getting that. and yeah but at the same time like you know i think that i think that the bigger thing about it was and i can't i can't speak to like i have no idea what the development of that game was like i have i have literally no insight about that Mm -hmm. but i think that you know you talk you you talk about like the the expectation of someone who is buying in a a a, a, a soul storm, right? The expectation mm-hmm. of like what they think they're getting when they buy that game. And there's like a very obvious expectation of what people thought they were getting with mighty number no. nine. Right. And because they said that, yeah, you know, right? <laughs> they basically said this is mega man. Yeah. You know? Right. And like, I don't have any like actual opinion of mighty number no. nine. Cause I've played maybe 10 minutes of that game and then put the controller down. Yeah. But I mean, I, it is very apparent to me that, people who were playing it expecting Mega Man did not get that. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, I think that that comes with like, like comes to certain like repercussions, like when it comes to like hyping your game up and like building expectation for like what kind of game people are going to, can expect when they yeah. finally, when they finally get to purchase it. Um, and I think that some people do like a better job than like, I think, well, definitely some people do a better job of, Man- tempering those expectations than others sure um and but at the end of the day right like i think that more than anything i think that people just are what people want is to f- have like have a game announced be excited about it and then actually get the game that they were hoping for and i think that yeah. a lot of the time and i and many 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 people disagree with me on this so i'm totally used to it but a lot of the time, I think that, like, I hear the phrase, hype killed this game. And I'm just like, well, like, dude, I'm a consumer. Like, it's, my job is to be excited about the game and right. then buy the game. It's not my fault you guys made me excited about this game. Right. Right? right. So, and so, like, like you guys, it's not my fault. Like, you led me to expect great things of this game and then you didn't deliver. Right. Like, I, I didn't. I don't fucking work there. So what sucks is we're seeing that more and more these days, though. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Think about Mighty Number no. 9. Think about No Man's Sky. Think about Fallout 76. Like, we're seeing it more and more. Yeah. Uh, developers over-promising yeah. and not delivering, you know? Um, the sad thing is you would think fucking Inafune could make a Mega Man game for you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I think then also then then it becomes like it's – and then it be, it's kind of like that sort of thing in its in and of itself – becomes like kind of a moving target at that point because then like on so first it's about what have I been led to expect uh from this game right mm-hmm. but then it becomes how do I respond to the very valid criticisms of the finished product right, right. so you have the you have somebody you will you have developers who are like very snotty and shitty about it and yeah, yeah, yeah. and then you have developers who who like do th- like who react in earnest and like try to make good on you know the shortcomings of that product or <laughs> or the shortcomings of or like or the missteps that took place during like promotion of that game or what have you right um and it's really easy yeah. to, it's really easy to like it's really easy to like kind of you know blame different things on 
the the public's reaction. But the fact of the matter is just like, look, this is what you promised and this is what I got. Right. So right. why is it my fault that I got excited about that promise you made? So Yeah, it's funny. I, I think it was last E three. Uh the last, you know, digital E three yeah. Bethesda event. Yeah. That either you and I or Shanae and I had like just a little friendly wager, not wagering anything, just a little bet going yeah. as to whether Bethesda would apologize for 76. Yeah. And of course, they still to this day have not, you yeah. know. Um, say what you will about Cyberpunk, but at, at least they have at least said, you know, took some blame and said, you know, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong, that game's still a mess, but <laughs> the whole situation's a mess. But it, at least they could muster up the fucking balls to say hey we're sorry about that right like think about the fucking playstation outage when you've got the playstation execs bowing for like a full fucking minute yeah you know yeah like don't get me wrong apology's not gonna fix anything sure but i mean fuck especially if i paid for this shit yeah you well, know well like i think that like especially if i backed this shit and it wouldn't <laughs> happen yeah people like me yeah you know yeah uh, well, I think no, I, I think that seventy six and cyberpunk were actually similar in in the way that like so like I think that these are both cases of like this is what you showed me this mm-hmm. is this is what you told me that my money would get mm-hmm. and this is what my money actually got me right On, and that happens right that always happens it's always the case we get. Uh, vertical slices of games running on PC right. all the time. Right. All the time, right? right? Think about Insomniac Spider-Man and the whole puddle thing. Oh, my which God. Which was fucking dumb, That's but so... people made such a big deal out of it. Yeah. The game was still gorgeous. Right. The game was still fun to play. Yeah. You know? Uh, just... <laughs> there's there's uh, an extreme to that, though, you know? Sure. Sure, and yeah. and I, you know, and and don't get me wrong. I do think that, like, I don't mean to say that consumers aren't shitty in some capacity because they definitely can be. Oh yeah, and very frequently, actually. Yeah. Um, but I think also that like the onus is on the consumer not to like the onus is on the consumer to meet the very very low expectation of not sending people death threats over a video game. Sure. sure. Right. And the onus is on the developer and publisher to make sure that they put out the product that they advertise. Um, and and don't get me wrong, I think that if you if you get something that you weren't expecting, then you have every right to be upset. Yeah. Right. But the, the, how you how you deal with those feelings is on you. Um, I don't even think that you weren't expecting. Right. Like I can go to the store. Yeah. And buy a grape Fanta. Sure. And think. Man, this looks like it's going to be delicious. Sure. And then I drink it and I hate it. Right? <laughs> That's not Fanta's fault. Yeah. The only, That's my fault. The obligation right? on Fanta's part is that it's grape flavored. That's their obligation. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> the ex- expect, expectation, that's my fault. Right. Unless they told me what to expect. Right. You know? Right. And I Fanta th- <laughs> didn't tell me this grape drink is delicious. They just said it's grape. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, but Pete Hines or whoever it was, I think it was Pete Hines Todd or Todd, Howard, Howard. Todd Howard. One of them told me I was going to get a canvas bag. 
Yeah. And I got a fucking H-E-B bag. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, that's the thing, right? Not me personally, like, but, yeah. you know, Cause, people. Because why, yeah. why would you? But right. uh, because, well, Tom, because the map glows in the fucking dark. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which to this day, to this day, like that is the most like, like what's funny to me about that, about, about, about that event is that like when you have to tell people like, no, we didn't plant audience members. It's like, okay, even if that wasn't the case. You can see how it would look like that to an observer right. <laughs> when, right. when people yeah. react that way to a glow-in-the-dark map, which, by the way, I mean, glow-in-the-dark is not a new thing. And, right. like, you know, I had glow-in-the-dark turtles pajamas when I was eight years old, so that's not a new thing. So, I, but, like, but the fact of the matter is is that, like, and there's there's a difference between saying, like, hey, this game is really fun. You should buy it. And if I don't have fun, well, I mean, then again, fun is subjective, right? right. But but the, the difference is that, like you said, you're getting a canvas bag. And what I actually received in the mail was a nylon bag. Right. Right? So I lit- that's literally a different product. Um, mm-hmm. And But I, I also think that, like, the the standard that we set for for these things is like inconsistent i think because i think that like some people get a pass and other people don't get a pass and like and it's all like based on like brand recognition and how much you know how much how much did you like their last game right mm-hmm. and and that's that is that is the amount of goodwill that they can burn with you right I mean, there's no such thing, right? Like, there's no such thing as goodwill in gaming anymore. Yeah. If you think about, like, Inafune, people loved him before Mighty Number no. 9. Yeah. It was a thing to put his name on a game. Right. You know? Now it's not, and it probably never will be again. Yeah. Uh, you know, same thing. CD Projekt Red, people loved them for what they did with Witcher 3 and how community-friendly they were and how generous they were with free content. And now people are just ready to fucking shit all over, you know? Yeah. Um, same could be said for Street Fighter, right? Like Capcom uh, brings Street Fighter 4, which basically brings life back to fighting games. Absolutely. And then five people are ready to, f- they got their f- fucking pitchforks out, you know? Yeah. Like there is no loyalty anymore. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's a bad thing. I don't really know. Well, but. When I can play fucking Proteus that I believe was made by two dudes. Sure. You know? Sure. Then why, you know, I would assume that Bethesda with their hundreds, if not thousands of employees. Yeah. Could send me a canvas bag. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, I I honestly, like, look, I've said many times that I think brand loyalty is stupid. Like, I, I do not believe in being loyal to any brand. Like my the relationship between me loyal no but like I do think that there's certain teams that could deserve a pass once in a while. I don't think that's CD Projekt Red. Yeah. I don't think that's Capcom. Yeah. You know, I I I don't. But like, you know, people shat all over uh, Ninja Theory for DMC. That game fucking rocks though. And I'm like, well, it might not be your thing. It's not a bad Ninja game. Theory has made some great games. Fantastic games. Uh, Y'all ever played Enslaved? Not, they're not some crazy big team. 
you know? Yeah. At the time that DMC came out, I think there were probably less than 50 people. Right. You they, know? they didn't have Microsoft money back then. Mm-hmm. You know, teams like that, like a Housemark, uh, yeah. you know, teams like of that size or less yeah. that have a reputation of being good. Yeah. When they put out something that's not exactly what you want. Yeah. You know, I mean, people gave Ninja Theory a fucking hard time over DMC, yeah. you know? I don't think that's necessary. Yeah. But yeah, but like I've I mean I've I've said many times, right? Like that like it is a thing to like hate games that you've never played, right? Yeah. And, and like yeah. and like like there's there's okay, so there's on one hand, right? There are games that I will never play like from like a moral standpoint, right? Like I right. like there are games that I do not that I do not approve of from a moral standpoint, right? But then like a lot of the time is you see people who come out it, like who disapprove of a game just because a bunch of other people disapprove of that game. Mm-hmm. It's like, you don't even know what you're fucking talking about. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, it's not an informed opinion because the only way to form an informed opinion about a product is about a product is to actually use it. Now you can actually, you can make an informed decision about the product based on other customers feedback, but like right. that, but you can't use that as your, you can't parrot what they said as your own opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, and that was something that you, that's something that you see all the time. And, you know, I think that a lot of the time, uh, I think that a lot of the time the, you see, you see these games that are actually pretty good. Um, and there are people who do enjoy them, but if like, there's like a, if there's like a very vocal group of people who don't enjoy them and it's, and it, and I don't want to say that I don't, I, I, I am loath to say that use the phrase that it is a popular thing to hate them because I I feel like that comes off as kind of weird, but like, but it is. Yeah. You know, popular to hate Fortnite. Yeah, there's even nothing. Though clearly, even though clearly it's popular to like Fortnite. There's nothing. There's, you know. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's always the biggest games. Yeah, that it's popular to dislike. My shit. My kids are guilty of it. Yeah, you know. Uh, as much as I try to to drill into their heads, don't hate something just because it's popular. Right. They still do. Yeah. You know. Uh, and like, so what do you think that comes from? Do you think that's like? I don't know. Do you think? I don't know, but but I mean, it, look at all the games that people shit on: your Call of Duties, your Fortnites, your Minecraft, your GTA. Some of the best-selling games yeah. ever made. Yeah. Uh, clearly, a lot of people like them. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I, I guess it's, I guess it's like people want to like. I guess in some way, everybody wants to be that person who's like. Who has who's like has very niche tastes and sure. like knows about the obscure sure. thing that other people don't know about just so they can be like I like that thing before you guys liked it and I'm the one who told you about that thing. And Fine, you can be that person. Yeah, doesn't mean you have to hate the other shit. Yeah, you know. Well, like, and I think that like, yeah, I think I do think that like having I've never played Fortnite. Yeah, you know, it's, not once. I, but I look at it and I'm like. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good game. Yeah, it it is a you know that game, Fortnite is a perfectly competent shooter. Yeah, and like and I I have I have played my fair share of it. It's per- and you know more than anybody else that I am up my own ass yeah. about my opinions <laughs> on games. You know, <laughs> uh, it but, doesn't like, have to be one or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I don't I don't think that games have ever been like a like have ever been like a binary thing, right? Like, I think there's like a lot of gradients when it comes to like all forms of media. Um, yeah. Especially video games where, like, it is a it is an interactive experience, and like that experience varies from one person to another. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't think I I don't think that like any like these things these concepts are like necessarily mutually exclusive. Um, but I do think that 
it, there is something to be there. There is a sense of pride that comes with being like, you know what? There's this little game that I really like that I, I had the, some Crash Bandicoot over there. Yeah, she's playing Crash Bandicoot. Like, by the way, sorry. Like, as sorry. A, no, as an aside, as an aside, Tom. Uh, last night I played the most Crash Bandicoot I've ever played in my entire life, which okay. was which was most of one level. Okay? okay. And so Kaylee was telling me that she played that game as a child. Yeah. And so I played Crash Bandicoot for. I don't know, 25 minutes last night. The, again, the most Crash Bandicoot I've ever played in my life. Mm-hmm. If I had played that game as a child, I would never pick up that game again. Crash Bandicoot is too hard for me. No, like, no, no. Like, I can't, like, it's just... It's, child Ryan and adult Ryan are different. They exist in different times. Like, you know, my sister and I, Yeah, we fucking beat the shit out of Crash 2 as kids. Yeah. Me going back to play it now... I can play it, you know. I'm sure I could beat it. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so I okay. So uh, for the, if you if you're listening to the audio, uh, what Tom is seeing is that my wife is playing Crash Bandicoot on the TV behind me. Uh, yeah. And so I want. I actually I'm glad that we, I'm glad you brought this up, Tom, because I want to actually ask you. Yeah. Uh, as far as this, as far as the uh, the insane trilogy, mm-hmm. is there a difference in feel between? Crash Bandicoot 1 and Crash Bandicoot 2. I think that as far as the Insane Trilogy goes, they try to make them all similar so you could jump between them. Right. But I could definitely be wrong. I don't know for sure. Okay. Uh, I know the geometry is the same except for like maybe his feet. There was something with his feet that yeah. changed. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, great games though. Great games. I mean, they look. I was tell her I, if she get if she gets stuck on the bridge level, that she can walk on the ropes. Tell her she can walk on the ropes when she gets there. Okay, I will tell. Oh, we actually <laughs> we had see me not knowing really anything about Crash Bandicoot. She saw Coco Bandicoot, and sure. she, and she was certain that Coco was his girlfriend. And I was like, well, he doesn't have to. No, have, I was like, that his happened. girlfriend's got the big boobs. Well, oh, I did not know that, but I was yeah. like, no, that's his sister. And, uh, and there's like I think it's part three warped where like you see Crash. I'm pretty sure you see his girlfriend in that one, right? Yeah. And is basically, she, is what she, she also looks a Bandicoot? Like, yeah. Okay. Basically, what she looks like is like if Crash Bandicoot had sex with one of those mud flap ladies. Oh, okay. I know that would be his girlfriend. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I tried. I tried Crash Bandicoot for the first time last yeah. night, and I just. I like I, he has like a very he, like his jumps feel very weighty. He feels sure. he feels very heavy when he jumps, which is not something I'm used to when it comes yep. to platformers. So that was something that I was not ready for. Um, and I was my I, favorite thing about Crash Bandicoot. And I do like the games, but my favorite thing about it is thinking about it. Okay, and thinking about its contemporaries uh, from its competitors. Right. You know, like. This is where Sony went. Yeah. And Mario 64 is where Nintendo went. Right. And they're so different, but you could see how both of them came to that conclusion. You know? Right. It's very interesting. So uh, I actually wanted to ask you because I had this conversation recently. I had a conversation about Mario 64 recently with a friend of mine. And mm. so we were talking about it. And he said, I. I will agree that Mario 64 is a very influential game. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it's a very good game. He said that? Yeah. 
Agree to disagree. I think it's fantastic. I've played it this year and <laughs> I've enjoyed myself. You know, yeah. I'm sure some of that's nostalgia. Sure. Uh, but you know, I mean, at this point, I've got nostalgia for Sunshine and for for Galaxy, and you know, I still like it. My stance on it is that I find it very difficult to in 2021 to mm-hmm. have any I don't I find it difficult to have any sort of valid criticism about a game that was made in 1996 uh because I, I like I'm I feel like all everything like the advancements that I've that I have experienced between then and now mm-hmm. have would would color my perception I disagree I think like, like you saying crashes jump is too heavy that's a valid criticism, you know, yeah. and I'm sure that's a criticism some people probably had back then. Yeah, because uh, what are you going to compare it to? You're going to compare it to a Sonic jump. You're sure. going to compare it to a Mario jump, right? And they are different, you yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as like visuals go, yeah, that's a little bit hard. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's hard to criticize those things. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's easy. <laughs> But, well, uh, there were some games that looked bad back then too, right? Right, exactly. Uh, but like, I was thinking about like, and this is this is kind of like it, this. I'll just give this is a little taste of of a uh, of a topic that I'm that I want to say for when Shanae is here. But uh, I was having a conversation with uh, with uh, with Kaylee about like there were every generation of consoles when I was a child. I would look at the games and I would say. It doesn't get any better than this. It's never, ever going to be any better than this. I, I only said that with a couple of games, a couple of specific games. We'll see, never every console. Well, see, here's, here's the thing. It's like, I don't know why I kept saying that because every time it just kept getting better. It's because that's all your brain could conceive. Yeah. Dude, I've heard you say that recently about current games. I'm like, no, dude, it's going to get better than this. Well, I feel like it, it can only look so good before it starts getting creepy. Uh, yeah, but like I mean, we thought that when we played Gears of Fucking War, you oh, know. Oh yeah. Well, that, Gears of Gears of War looks creepy for different reasons. Was, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean, though. Like, yeah. I I mean, I should, for me, it was Donkey Kong Country. Right. I remember thinking, "Wow, sure, this looks amazing." Right. <laughs> this gorilla <laughs> is something else. Well, I think I think know? I think Donkey Kong Country. I think I think the thing with Donkey Kong Country honestly is that when donkey kong country was first revealed to you when it when i first entered your consciousness your only point of reference for donkey kong was like he he was like as a 2d guy he's a little 2d sprite little 2d gorilla boy right sure and so like and and as far as you know that's all donkey kong had ever that was this was before mario was 3d right yeah and so like to see donkey Kong, was like they they can fucking make that gorilla with all those dimensions and like make him look like that on my super Nintendo. Yeah. So like, it was weird back then though. Yeah. Man, Cause like, I remember going like flipping through game pros and shit. Yeah. And like, you see some weird obscure game for like the 3DO or something like that. Yeah. Right. Where like, there's uh fucking, uh, like actual people. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like a night trap or something like that. Yeah. Like, like- that's the game. <laughs> I can play that. Like we you didn't. Know, of we course, didn't. <laughs> that's not what it is. We didn't know that FMV was like what it yeah. was. But you see, you see, yeah. you see screenshots of these games. Mm. And you're like, what the fuck? How does this game look so real? Yeah. Right. 
Like I remember yeah. even playing Area 51 and be like, that real ass dude is in this game right now. Yeah. Right? And that was crazy to me. But like, you know, I, I think <laughs> <laughs> But like I think about like, you know, uh uh I I was thinking I was talking to her about because I was talking about, you know, games that you think that you know even at the time like look kind of funny in different ways. And I was talking to her about Goldeneye. And yeah. I was talking to her about like I was like the the faces on these guys are just like stretched out JPEGs over yeah, over yeah, someone's yeah. head. And yeah. like and I was telling her like about the <laughs> <laughs> And I was talking to her I was talking to her about like the block hands and like Yeah. And like even even But the, at the same time though, I remember firing up Goldeneye for the first time with my dad. And you're at the dam. Yeah. And I'm shooting at a guard and they jump and roll. Yeah. And we're just like, what? Because they you don't know? Because, because we've been playing Doom. Yeah, they never you know? they never got out of the way in Doom. Right. <laughs> uh, and still, like the animation for Goldeneye compared to even games like Quake. Sure. Yes, Quake is a better looking game. Sure. But the animation was still better in Goldeneye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And like this is and, it, and trust me, this was no this was not an indictment of Goldeneye as a game. Yeah. It's just that like <laughs> But I do love that. The JPEG textures. Yeah. Like you know I love Silent Hill too, but like Toluca Lake is just a postcard. Yeah. That they threw in there. <laughs> well, you know? like, I, I, well what's funny what's funny about that is that I remember when we were uh, we were playing through that with our friend Sarah, and then you pointed, yeah. and then like I had, it was not something that I had ever noticed, yeah. And then like you pointed it out, and then I just my eyes just fixated on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I, I don't know, it's just it's little things like that, but like, um, yeah, man, I I I think that honestly, that. This has been like a really interesting year as far as for for a lot of reasons. There's there's been a lot of really we've had a lot of ups and downs over the last year, but um, in reference specifically to video games, like it's 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 been it's been something to like kind of watch these companies like adjust and try to kind of realign themselves like in the midst yeah. of like what is an unprecedented global event. Um, you know, watching companies like try to contend with shortages and try to contend with like remote, like remote workplace workspaces. Um, So, you know, and, you know, I think, but I think like that's where these smaller teams are thriving. Sure. Now. Yeah. Uh, Teams like these Proteus guys and like fucking super giant with Hades and like, you know, uh, it affects the, I'm not going to say it doesn't affect them. I'm sure sure it does. Sure. But, you know, coordinating five people is a lot different than yeah. coordinating, you know, 500 people. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, because I, I do think that, like, there's definitely, like, when it comes to game development, there there is bound to be a good amount of, hey, come over to my come over to my workstation and look at this thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And so, uh, which is, you know, obviously is not something that you can do, like, given our current predicament. Um, but, you know, I think. I, I honestly, I feel like we could go on for hours because just this is just how we this is just how, like our banter's is such, but yeah. um you know it's 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 always nice to like like you know we usually have like a prepared topic that we want to we want to talk about and that becomes a thing but it's, sometimes it's just nice to kind of just you know shoot the shit and well what's funny is like before we ever recorded a podcast. This is what our conversation. Yeah, this were, this was just was this. this well, the, you know? the, the, the the this is where the podcast was born from, right? Like this, right. like back when we were living together, we would sit we would sit on the we would sit on the back porch, 
just yeah. like just talking games for like hours at a time uh going through cartons of cigarettes like just talking <laughs> games for like hours at a time uh and then like and then one day we were just like why don't we just start recording it uh yeah and but it's it's you know i it's funny because like when we when we have these conversations like we we very frequently revisit topics that we've discussed previously you know sure between you and i but like every time we revisit these topics like we have like all this new perspective to like right yeah it's always through a new lens yeah so it's 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 really fun to to kind of just like you know kind of just do that sometimes you know um but anyway uh tom do you have any closing thoughts uh no not really play proteus yeah, that game fucking Play rips. that. Yeah. If you got a computer, I think it's coming to consoles eventually. Uh, I've got opinions of that sort of game being on console, <laughs> but if it's all you got, yeah, play it on console too. Yeah, know? yeah. And, and hey, if there's if they're if 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 they throw a mouse and keyboard support on that some bitch, there you go. Yeah. So there you go. It, hey, hey, I'm just gonna say it. I like I like it more than the new Doom. Up. Oh, you heard I it. Do. You heard it here first, folks. You, know. you heard it here first. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I guess that, um, you get that weird red lightning gun. So cool. We need more. I think we just, my final thought is we just need more cool video games. We need, we need more cool. We need more video games that like make you say that was fucking cool. That was fucking cool. You got a little, little De Niro there. Huh? <laughs> like I, <laughs> like I, I realized that my face was doing it. And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to lean into it because it, it's, sure. it's not often that I can just do it at will. Sometimes, you know, Bobby comes out. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, this has been the Safe Continue podcast. Uh, you find us on your favorite on your favorite podcast streaming app. We're also on YouTube. Uh, anyway, my name is Ryan Robinson. That's Tom Shelby. Bye, guys. See you next week.